Hey, I'm Jeanette, professional ballerina and soloist with Bearish Stotts Ballet. And I'm Min, a non-professional adult ballet beginner and the boss lady at Club and Victory Dancewear. And this is Blab Swans, a podcast where we talk about all things ballet related. Basically, we came up with this idea for a podcast since we've been word vomiting voice messages to each other about ballet and lots of other things. So we decided, why not just start a podcast? And we plan on incorporating our own interests into the podcast and speaking from our own experiences and opinions as a professional dancer and as a non-professional adult dancer. So it's meant to be a casual and fun kind of space, and we hope you enjoy our premiere episode. We're bowing. You just can't see it. Feel free to throw roses at us. Hi guys! Uh, so for today's episode, we thought we'd do a little Q&A with each other to let you know a little bit more about us. And actually, a lot of my questions are real questions that I do have, um, and I do not already know the answers to, so this is a real-time friendship bonding sesh as well. Yeah, we made a list of uh, 11 questions to ask each other. It was supposed to be 10 questions each, but we couldn't decide. <laughs> We can pick just 10. Um, and we haven't seen each other's questions yet, so this is going to be, like, really... This exciting. is very serious. This is a, this is a real game. This, this, this is serious, serious business. So, <laughs> can I start first? Because I want to start first. Then. Yes, 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 yes. Go ahead. So, just... And we're going to, like, take turns... Oh, I forgot. We're going to take turns asking each other the questions. Um, yeah. And we're uh-huh. going to go two at a time. So, Jeanette, are you ready for your first two questions? I am ready. You cannot phone. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dang it. Um, okay, so my first question is, what was your first impression of me online and then in real life? And did they actually match up? Oh my god, this was almost a question I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, so I guess it's good. Um, okay, so I guess my first impression was just like, you seemed really funny and like you have a good sense of humor because obviously you were putting out all these memes and stuff um, of ballet. And I figured you'd be like a really creative person because you've all this like, I don't know, it's just really cool content. So I was like, okay, who's this cool girl that's like very creative and funny? And I don't know. I think then when I met you in real life, the expectations were met. Like I, I, I think I would, I, of course, it's always different when you meet the person face-to-face, but, like, yeah, yeah. you were as funny and creative and chill as I had imagined. So I was not disappointed. Of- I was not catfished. <laughs> it's interesting you say chill, because I think after talking to each other for a while, I think it's like, I have no chill. So well, that's chill. true. It's not really, like... <laughs> you have no chill no it's not like chill like you're calm but just like chill like i enjoy being with you i feel like it's the same frequency it's the same frequency it's not like someone that i just don't even know i'm supposed to interact with them which yeah i think the first time we met it was actually pretty comfortable i remember yeah it was fun and we, I don't know, we sat down somewhere at the the esplanade in singapore somewhere and we just kind of talked and it was just really fun I remember, I so yeah. I really liked, like, I have really good memories also of us sitting um, at that, like, outdoor food court in Singapore. That was, like, oh. one of our first interactions, too. Oh, that was when I met um, your friend Jem and then the twins, right? Yeah. Was that? 
I don't. Yeah, yeah and I don't think I don't think Jin was there, but yeah. No, I haven't met Jin yet. No. Yeah. Gem, yeah, but it was Gem and the twins. And then um, my second question is actually a dance-related question, which is because okay. you have so many different interests. So I wanted to know, like, if you weren't a dancer, what would you be? Like, what kind of occupation or what do you think you'd be doing? Okay, that's really hard because I feel like I like to do a lot of different things. And that answer has changed a lot. Like, I've thought about <laughs> this myself. Like, I've tried to self-reflect on it. Um, so I'm asking, I'd like, good questions. Yeah, you are. You are asking really good questions. I feel like you're going to laugh when you hear mine. Um, I think, like, if I had just never straight up done, like, pre-professional ballet or anything at all, like, not like now I quit and now I start a job, that would be a different answer. But I think if I'd never done pre-professional ballet at all, I probably would have done something, like, still creative. Like, I think I would have done something with writing, maybe, like, journalism or just because that was something I really really enjoyed before that like pivoting moment of becoming a dancer so I assume I just would have stuck with something like that actually that's that's interesting I didn't know that because like in my head I imagine like if you were dancing you would be like one of those like cool Etsy store owners who sold like some kind of like really cool crafty products in my head that's like (laughs) what would happen like you'd be like I mean I might do that on the side like, this super, like, creative, like, and you have, like, maybe some kind of product you created, like, your Etsy store, and you're, like, doing really well with it. That's how I, would I love that you. too. <laughs> but this is interesting to learn that about you. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure even. I've tried to ask myself that question before. So that's, in stark contrast, I um, have another question that is very different. Um, what is your dog's name? And tell me about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have... Two dogs. One is my mom's dog, one is my dog, but I kind of take care of them. So my dog's name is Chips, and she's a Suki Terrier, yes. Yorkshire Terrier mix. Um, and she's, like, super loyal and really sweet and just, like... It's a bit like me, in the sense, because she gets a bit anxious. Uh, I feel Aww. like she's a little bit like me. She gets really anxious Aww. when she feels like people are not happy with her or if I'm not around or, like, if I'm not around in the house for too long, she gets, like, really worried. She's like, where are you? I need to, like, hang around with you Aww. and stuff. That's but so she's, like, cute. super sweet and affectionate. And she, um, she likes, like, just, when I'm walking, she just kind of likes, like, staying at my feet, and then she likes going for walks, yeah. and she's, like, she was really, like, helpful and calming to me when I have, like, depression or when I'm super anxious, because, like, you know, it's, like, nice to of have, like, course. something that will, like, love you unconditionally, kind of. Definitely. I always think about that. And my mom's dog is a uh, Shizu, and her name is George, mm. even though she's a girl, and she's, like, Kind of like the opposite of Chips because she's like super chill and she's like, I don't care if somebody gets mad at me because I know somebody else is going to pet me and love me anyway. So oh, it's like, they're really different. That's, that's cute. I love that they have such distinct yeah. personalities. We yeah. always see Silks. But I don't see George so much. Chips, yeah, sorry. Yeah, George. I should, um, I should actually get more pictures of George and post them because like George yeah, and I don't like, see George a lot. I, I will make sure to get George content. But to be fair, like, George is not, like, your specific dog. So, of course, you I know. Yeah, but feel I, but, closer. Um, I love them both equally. They are both my children, and I love them both equally. That's, like, my official line, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I have that. I understand that feeling, too. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's my official uh, press release. <laughs> I will quote you. Um... <laughs> 
Okay, the second question now is a little bit difficult because we sort of already, like, we already sort of talked about this. Um, but it was how and when did we meet in real life? But maybe we can just talk a little bit more about the, I don't know, I the all, context of it. I, I can't remember the context, actually. I don't know why we, I think it was just because you were visiting with, you were touring of EMD and you were doing Le Corsair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did we just decide to hang out, or did I just like ask you if you wanted to hang out or something? I actually don't remember. I do remember that you helped me get some. You signed you signed some point shoes, and you got me some signed point shoes from your friends because I was. Oh yeah. I was like asking you to like give uh, well give me well not give me because I bought them but like because <laughs> I was like wanting to do like a little fundraiser for an orphanage in Nepal that I support, and you were like really cool about getting me shoes. That's what I remember. Yeah, that's um, true. I, I don't actually remember why we decided to meet up, like, whether I asked you or you asked me. I probably asked you because, like, I stopped people that way. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really nice, though, because I feel like if you're if someone's coming to your home country, it's nice to, like, be the one that invites them. I don't know. It yeah. felt very friendly. It was really nice. Yeah, I think, like you said, it was actually kind of... I remember, like, I was actually a bit nervous before meeting you just because, like... I think at that time I hadn't really met like a lot of different dancers. I know it's weird to say like dancers, like there are different subset of people, but I think it's more just like, um, even though like I have few friends online that I met before, it's not like I go around like meeting lots of like people I met on the internet like right. all the time. So I was yeah. a bit nervous, you know. You don't want I to like be a weird creeper or something. <laughs> but like I think you were not kinda... gonna be a weird creeper I just I feel like in general it's just hard to like meet people that you've only talked to on the internet that's just kind of hard it's kind of weird because like I'm like now I'm kind of like more okay with it I maybe it's because like Instagram yeah. or whatever has gotten so has made like connecting people so normal um, yeah so it I don't has. know it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I don't know if, like, you're used to, like, meeting, like, dancers or just people who you connected to, like, only online or something. No. I mean, <laughs> I have... No, not really. Like, I find it really uncomfortable. I feel really awkward because I just feel, like... I don't know. I have a lot of, like, social anxiety. So, for me, it's really hard to go meet somebody I've never talked to before. I get right, very right. nervous. Um but, like, there have been some really funny instances, though, where we have accidentally met people in real life. Like, not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been kind of fun. That's a little bit easier for me. <laughs> cool. But, like, I don't know. When I met you, I didn't get social anxiety vibes from you. So I think you're doing a great job. And I, oh, I, good. I, I, I can... fake it. <laughs> <laughs> no, same. I think that's why I was, like, really nervous, too. Because I do get I, – I do understand where you're coming from with that. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually kind of surprising for me to hear that you're not so comfortable because, like, I feel like dancers, you know, when say, you know, it's kind of the thing where, like, you're in a different country and then when I see, like, dancers in a different country and they just go to, like, some other company and they take class and they meet people. So I kind of just assume that you guys are just used to, like, hanging out with In a studio, I guess. Yeah. I think it's just different, like, in real life, you feel like you're meeting someone, like, outside. It's like a non-professional encounter is different. <laughs> non-professional encounter um so my next two questions are okay actually dancey was the first one wasn't that dancey but the next two questions are what's your favorite what's your favorite role that you've danced like so uh okay well if i am being honest it's gonna have to be the easy answer which is like 
dancing that Emerald's girl in jewels. Right. Like Balanchine's jewels. Um, just because it makes me really freaking happy. Uh, Aww, I'm really happy <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, it's just, like, a really good time, like, backstage, on stage. Like, I'm just living my life. I have a lot of fun doing it. So that's probably my favorite just because I've, like, revisited it quite a few times now since its premiere two years ago. Right. And it's just always been, like, so much fun. It just feels like, I don't know, all I can think about is, like, I love dancing when I'm dancing it. Well, that and, like, I'm dying, but, like, also <laughs> I love dancing. Like, I'm um, dying, but in a good way, is it that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. I'm dying, but I'm having fun. <laughs> but, like, what, like, okay, I guess this is follow-up, but, like, what is the part about it that's, like, I'm dying, but what's also the part about it that you find really fun? Um, well, for me, I just think it's, I've actually had to think about this because, um, my company is doing an interview with some of us about uh, jewels in the next couple days. So I've had to reflect on this. Um, well, it's because like growing up in America, we're super like influenced by the whole Balanchine thing. Like, obviously he's like the father of American ballet. It's just this whole legacy and then yeah. you grow up in a pre-professional school everybody's dream is like to dance this on stage like something of his on stage um right and i think i didn't realize how influenced i was by that but now i realize i just feel so like free and playing with the music for me is so important because i think that was yeah. so much a part of my training and then mm-hmm. in balanchine's choreography they really let you do that and so I think for me, I think like freedom and playing with the music is why I feel that joy for dance right. when I'm doing this role. <laughs> and then which is like, then what about like the dying part? Like which part, what about it do you find like really hard? Uh, well, the solo is four minutes long um, <laughs> and it's constantly dancing. And actually, I'm not the only person who thinks this because there is... Um, forget who I forget who it was I think it's someone in New York City Ballet she's done she did like a little interview about it um about her dancing this solo in Padida and she was talking also about how like it's so hard and there's this one part you have to like do the PK arabesque and then straight away turn around and do the double pay Alice Acone and it's just like really fast and dynamic and right. as much as that's fun, it's also really, really hard. And I don't think people necessarily see that when they're right. watching it because you look happy. But <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing about ballet, right? It's like you're dying inside, but you can't show it. Nope. Yeah. We're. It's all for the audience. It's. <laughs> yeah. And then my second question then is what is your dream role to dance? Uh. <laughs> well. I have to answer with, like, two, because... But what if you can only choose one? Well, okay, that's the thing. Like, my first answer is just, like, the one that kind of made me really want to be a professional, mm-hmm. which was Juliet, and obviously Romeo and Juliet. Uh, which, ver- I which, which version? Very Macmillan's. important. Yes! Yes. Yeah. Because I saw Alessandra Ferry dance it, and... <gasps> 
like one of her little baby fairy <laughs> days uh, with uh, Wayne Eagling uh, as her partner. <laughs> and I just loved it so freaking much. And this music is amazing. And the, the dancing is amazing. And it just, it's like such um character development in the ballad. Right. So I just loved it. But now like I'm older and I'm just not sure that that's necessarily something I'm really going to do. Uh, which we do kind of, like, talk about a little bit in another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> which is just that I don't necessarily, like, fit the face. Like, you just don't necessarily see me straight away as somebody who's supposed to play a 13-year-old. Um, I actually but... don't agree with that, but continue. I, guess <laughs> I can see you as Juliet, but continue. I, I would love it. But, you know, also because it's a very specific version I'm talking about. So just, I try not to put all my eggs in this. Um, right. So I think my now my official answer would be Odette Odile, just because like my whole professional life I've been typecasted as a swan, so I would just like right. to fulfill my potential uh, <laughs> and finally get to dance this role because not just like for that purpose, I also have had so much time to reflect on this ballet, mm. like so much time because I've spent so many hours rehearsing and. Uh, performing this ballet but I don't know I just feel like it's such a beautiful tale of like distrust trust forgiveness love um like I think trusting someone with your life essentially is just a really beautiful thing to see I, I don't know I the way I interpret the ballet I think it's really beautiful so it would be really nice to dance that's answer. my answer. That's my final answer. <laughs> I just really wanted to say that. With slight melancholy, that is my final answer. <laughs> All right. You have given me so many, like, really good, deep questions. Mine are so lame. Okay, what? Okay, this is really what everyone wants no, to I'm know, No, I'm having funny. I'm having fun. Sorry, so. You're having fun? Okay. This is what... This is the thing everyone really wants to know, okay? Everyone oh, no, who, who is a follower of Cloud and Victory. What is it that you actually like to eat on your pizza? If you're oh. playing for pizza, what is it that you want to eat? Um, I don't even can know I, this answer. Do I get a say in, like, the crust? Can I go yeah, with the crust? Start from anywhere you want. Like, where do you get this pizza? Is it in Naples, Italy? Like, you can just... <laughs> Okay, like, this is slightly heretical, but, like, my favorite pizza crust was is this one from Pizzeria Mozza, which is, like, this um, pizza chain started by, like, Nancy Soberton, who is, like, bread genius, and Baro Batali, who is, like, this American-Italian chef who we don't like anymore because he is apparently sexual harassing and creepy, but, like, oh, great. Um, the pizza base itself is really good. It's this really light, kind of sourdough base, so I like sourdough because mm. it's got a little bit of that tang and, like, complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, but a bit of crunch on the outside and it's soft on the inside, but it's not too chewy. It's like a thin crust. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. my favorite pizza base ever. And then, like, on top, I like lots, lots of tomato sauce and, like, some cheese. Um, oh, what and kind of cheese? So, the kind Nothing that I specific. don't... The kind that I can't taste. <laughs> it's just, like, weird. But I don't like the taste of cheese. I like, like, on pizza. Yeah, that's true. I really remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. I really I remember don't... you saying you don't like the taste of cheese. <laughs> like, I don't like dairy that tastes like dairy. Did that make sense? So, like, I'll eat ice cream because it doesn't no. taste like milk. 
or cream. So like, I'm better now. But like, if the pizza is too cheesy, like if you give me like a raw like buffalo mozzarella goat cheese, I'm like no. So like, or like I'm one like, of those four cheese pizzas. That's like your worst yeah, nightmare. never. Yeah, that's my worst okay. nightmare. So like, maybe like a good mozzarella, and then right. yeah, yeah. Um, that's not super. I, I also like it. I mean, like. The perfect one is like really good crust, really good tomato sauce, really good mozzarella, and then just basil on top so you can enjoy everything. Yeah. But like, if not, then I like like mushrooms and onions on them and a bit of chicken. Mm. And like, if I'm just mm. in a mood for like super trashy pizza, it's, it's like the the Pizza Hut ish Domino's kind of crust and then barbecue sauce. Oh my god! Which I know would make Italians roll over in their grave, but that's just like when I'm in the mood for like a really trashy pizza, and like not. I get you. Like the the cheapest chips, trashy kind. You give me the barbecue sauce, and I have no shame. That's alright. I think we all have a little secret like that. Like me and Jin are obsessed with pineapple and ham. Like if we want something like that, just I don't think it's a bad combination. It makes sense. It's the salty sweet. I mean, it's not like my favorite, but I don't mind it. I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I, I know, know the Italian salty and sweet. Please, please, please don't hate me, Italians, for like barbecue and Hawaiian pizza. But I don't mind it. Please don't unfollow us. Yeah. <laughs> please don't unfollow us for our bad pizza choices. But yes, I do appreciate the pizza in Italy. I would say, like, okay, for disclaimer. Okay. But that's the thing. If you really like, um, like quality with buffalo and basil and that's it then you would really like that pizza that we had when we were in naples it was so good because it was supposed to be like the birthplace of um, neapolitan pizza pizza and stuff so oh man it was like honestly so quality if you're ever over there i feel like i've told you that before maybe not no you haven't no? Okay. Well, I'm telling you now, if you're ever over there, you really need to get on that. Because we went by, we were only there for like three days or like two and a half days and we got pizza at least twice there, so. Yeah, I feel you. I, I think I was in like, which one I, I was in Rome for like a hot minute and it was just like, all I ate was pistachio gelato and like pizza from street mm. corners. Like you can get the square mm-hmm. slices. So yeah, so mm. good. So good. Okay, my next question is, again, um, not really deep, but do you like movies? Because I feel like I never hear you talk about movies. I don't even know what you like. Do you never hear me talk about movies, really? Never. Never. I was, like, trying to think, like, what what does she like? Yeah, I do like movies. I just, maybe I just don't get to watch them as much. Um, Yeah, I'm busy, so. um, I like the Marvel movies. Those are good. Those are fun to watch. And I like, um... Mm -hmm. What do I like actually? I don't have a particular genre I like. I like movies where they take you on like a journey and they're more character focused. And I also like I like the Marvel ones because they're fun. Um, and I like period drama yeah. movies, but I'm also quite fussy about my period drama. So like, they have to be like a little bit. They're like they can't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And I, I I don't know actually like. And sometimes I really do like rom coms because they're super fun. I really like Clueless. Clueless is my favorite rom-com of all time. Oh, I don't know that one. <gasps> you, ha- I've got to send you a link, though. Clueless is amazing. It's so oh, good. Oh, Clueless. Like, Clueless. Clueless. Yeah, 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 I heard you. Okay. Yeah, Clueless is cute. As if. It's classic. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, like Clueless and Mean Girls is pretty, f- of course Mean Girls is fun. Um, 
Obviously. So, I mean, yeah, I know I you've like, watched that. <laughs> <laughs> like, from all the references to it, I've made. Yeah. Um, Bridesmaids. I, wait, I think what I like, um, are actually, generally, I like movies with, like, a big ensemble cast and, like, character-focused. Um, and I also like female, like, movies where, like, females kick ass. Not necessarily, like, with guns and stuff, although, like, that's cool too, but, like, just... Movies with, like, deep, complex female characters who are just, like, at the forefront and have, like, interesting stories. I think totally. I like those kind of movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, yeah, I really want to watch the new um, Emma. Have you heard about it? Like, the Jane Austen adaptation of Emma. It's by this, oh, like... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, directed by this lady called Autumn DeWild, who used to be, like, a photographer, and I really like her work. And so when I heard that she was directing this movie, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, super stylized and, like, quirky and right. interesting. So um, oh. i got to find a way to get my hands on that one. But, yeah. That sounds nice. So, yes, I do... You have a wide so, yeah. list, actually, that you like. I'm glad to know. I, I didn't know a lot about your movie tastes. Yeah, I think we don't talk about my movie tastes that much. But I will say the one genre I don't like... For some reason, it's sci-fi. Like, I like Star Wars because it's, like, characters and it's more, like, space fantasy. But, like, I don't really like Star Trek and, like, Prometheus and, like, movies that really sci-fi-y movies I don't really like. I don't like the technology side. I don't know why. (laughs) Technology. Yeah, which is weird because, like, I'm, like, my business is online. But, like, no, no space. (laughs) You're no like, advanced machinery. Yeah, yeah exactly. no further. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, my next two questions for you. Um, first is like, if you want dancing, it starts ballet. What are com- other company would you like to dance with? Um, am I gonna get quoted? I wanna, I wanna dance for one of my like these fantasy ballet companies that me and my friends are always casting people to be in. <laughs> Um, you know, I, uh, in all seriousness, it would be nice to be in America. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to say. I've never really been somebody who felt like I really want to be here, like, specifically. Because I just feel like there's so many factors involved and... There's benefits and negatives and... To every company, right? Yeah, and I've been to so many places now. So, for me, I oh, guess... I, um, oh, if, let's just say if we're just looking at just the rep. Is there a company who's like, rep, you're like, I really want to do. Like, ignoring all the other... Well, I know it's hard to ignore all the other factors, but you know. Yeah. Um, well, see, I would like to be somewhere <laughs> that's a little bit speaking about America, like ABT or something where they do have still a very classical base because honestly, like that's what I like to do, but that does have a little bit more varying with like triple bill stuff. Um, Mm. Just because I've missed a lot of that in Europe. I feel like here in Munich, it is better for sure. Um, but still, I think it's nice to maybe do a little bit more, like, neoclassical stuff as well. Like, more of that American Mm-mm. style that I have missed a lot for many years now. It would be nice to get to do that more, like, professionally now that I'm a professional. 
Um, okay, so my next question is like, what's the hardest like dance related thing you've ever gone through? Like in your career or maybe just like learning a piece or some kind of rehearsal process or whatever. And how did you get through that? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm not sure like the hardest, but it's definitely something that was like a challenge to overcome was when I first moved to San Francisco. So I was like away from my family and there were like a couple of other things going on too, but I think mostly it was just really hard to like suddenly go from a more structured way of life, mm. like with my family where it's like I'm honestly being taken care of to somewhere where I was still like in a setting that we had a, a house, um, I don't know, someone who looked over us. We did have somebody in the house that looked over us, but... Uh, it was like a house dorm kind of situation. So like I did have to like fend for myself and do my own laundry mm. and like get food. And I had to meet mostly all new people because I had been in the summer intensive. So I knew some people, but kind of not really because <laughs> I didn't interact with a lot of the year round kids. I mostly was interacting with my friends who were at the summer intensive dorms. So then when I moved right. in like year round, it was kind of hard to make that transition. And I remember for like two years, I sort of felt I was there for three years and I would say all years were hard in a different way, but I think like the first <laughs> year and a, maybe the first year I felt like pretty alone. Like not because I didn't have great friends because I did, like I did meet really nice people. I still have like such nice memories and like, actually I still get little messages from them here and there and it's really nice, but I did feel kind of alone just because I think I'm one of those people that likes to deeply connect with somebody. And so then when I didn't have my family and I didn't have like a deep connection, I felt kind of alone. I can understand that. I think we're similar yeah. that That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to have to give a slightly deeper question because I feel like so many of mine in the beginning are not. So I'm going to like move them around a bit. But it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, but okay. My next question is going to be what was your first experience of ballet like ever? Um I remember it because I was like I always I have how do I put this? Like I remember it because um that was when I was, you know, recovering from my eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And then I remember just like going to the mall with my mom one day and then like this ballet school I saw walk past this ballet school and I was like told my mom like you know I've kind of always wanted to do ballet and I never told anybody because of that but she's like why don't she just try and sign up for it and I was like really you think that's okay and so I kind of went in and signed up and I was their first student um oh really I think that was like a thing for me because I when I was in school I was like never I never played sports or anything I was always very shy about being group classes and being group situations and just like putting mm -hmm. myself in a position where like I could potentially like look bad physically I mean I was on the debate team but like just I put a lot more pressure on myself because I was so afraid of looking bad so like even more so in a group class I think when I'm not used to moving um I shouldn't remember much about the class actually I don't remember the exercises I remember it took me a very long time to remember combinations so I I don't actually remember what the class was like, but I do remember, what I remember was just, like, the people were very friendly, and that's kind of what kept me going back to class, was just, like, there were just, like, nice people, and so it just felt like a really non-threatening kind of environment to be in, 
Um, That's nice. Yeah, it was a bit frustrating, like, never remembering combinations at first. I can understand but, that. I um, still don't know the combination. Also, partly because, like, it's a new thing, but partly because, like, you can't think clearly when you're, you know, malnourished. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think what I really remember, why it was, like, a really positive experience to me was that it was just, like, people there were just very friendly. Um, and, That's great. Like, interestingly, even though ballet is such a body image focusing, like, nobody was really, nobody really talked about their bodies too much, you know. Which was really important to me, so I think yeah, that's that kind of my first memories of ballet. Just like, yeah, I think that was like the first time that I was like really interacting with people who were like not really who were not like in my immediate family. The first times, one of the first few times since like I started recovery and like basically became a hermit, and so it was just <laughs> nice people and safe and yeah, and I think that's kind of why. I that's nice. Recovery. So it came became like your your safe haven a little bit. Uh, okay, so my next question is a little more fun, which is, what is your favorite to-go snack, like, on your way somewhere? If you have to It's bread. On the move. Bread. You don't even yeah, have to finish the question, it's bread. It's like, it's my default. <laughs> it's like, something with bread is my snack. Like, I cannot imagine not having a snack that wasn't carbohydrate-related. <laughs> I love like, that. I always hear you talk about bread. Yeah, it's like, it's like my breakfast is bread, some kind of bread, it's like either bun or it's toast, or it's like this Indian flatbread mm. called like roti chanai, or, mm. or paratha, like, you know, if it was like another country, but it's usually like, or like pao, you know, steamed pao, but usually oh, yeah. it's like toast, and then like my pre-workout snack is also always bread, like I try to like eat other things, people are like, oh, you should try like apples and peanut butter, or eating like a can of tuna, and I'm like, Ew. no! <laughs> That's sad. Like I like I like I like tuna, but I need the bread. I like peanut butter, but yeah. I need the bread. <laughs> like how can anybody okay. have a snack that is not bread? I understand you. When I first moved to Germany, because I always love pretzels, like I have such mm-hmm. a pretzel thing, so I really know what you mean. Like I really am a carby person. I remember I was afraid I was gonna like turn into a pretzel, haha. Because you know they say you are what you eat, but I was yeah. eating like a pretzel every day. I was like, I swear to God, I'm gonna turn into a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I eat bread like every day too. Um, except there was a point of time where I was like a little bit into sweet potatoes because like mm. you can get these Japanese sweet potatoes here and they are so sweet. But it's also I think carbs. you told me about that too. Yeah, yeah. I think I Instagram it <laughs> yeah. too. Like I was obsessed with them for a while. I still kind of am. I just can't really get them. But it's not the same as bread. So like, no, it's, got, it's bread. No, no, no. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> bread. So then my next questions are first, what are your best, what do you think are your best and your worst qualities? Like as a human being. Human being. As a human being. Human being. Um, well, I think like the best and the worst are kind of always the same, aren't they? Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah. It's just like different. Yeah. It's kind of how like any quality think, can be like used for good or for evil. Totally. And I feel like that's so true for me. Um, okay, I think... Maybe it's, like, my focus. It can be, like, a really good thing, but it can be a bad thing. Right. Um, like, obviously, it's helped me with ballet. I mean, I have no idea if this is, like, a natural, uh, like, a natural occurring personality trait or if it's something that has been caused by um, how I was brought up and then, like, doing ballet at 12 or whatever. But Right. As a fetus, basically. Um yeah, I have no clue which, but um, where it started, chicken or the egg. But 
it's like really good to to focus as much as I do because of ballet because obviously we like repeat the same freaking thing every single day essentially and then you know it gets you it gets you motivated and like no you have to do things to get stuff done and like I'm good at that like I need to do this and I might procrastinate potentially, but I know I will do it. Um, but then at the same time, it can be bad. And actually, I was reading this book I just started that was uh, Atomic Habits. Oh, uh, I think I saw you Instagram that. I saw you Instagram that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've only read like two chapters in the intro, but it's so good. Um, but, you know, he was talking about how like the whole goal oriented way of thinking is so wrong I mean not like in a bad way but just you know you need to refocus more because like just trying to achieve a goal it's like okay but then you're not gonna have the motivation after and also there's multiple ways of success so you should really just focus on your journey and I know people say that but it's the way that he's written it that's really like gotten into my head and I realize I need to rethink some things Mm. So that's my final answer, I think. It's <laughs> my final answer. Uh, okay, and then this was actually kind of related to that, um, to the book thing, uh, which is, like, how do you find, this is weird, but it's because I would like to know, is like, how do you find um, the almost energy to, like, read stuff? Maybe not now, but, like, after a long day of rehearsal and stuff, because I used to read a lot, and then I started, like, when I started getting, when I got into university, and then now I just, like, it just kind of dropped off a lot because I would just find that I was like so like mentally tired at the end of the day that yeah. I just want to like watch some TV instead. And then like oh, yeah. I only read when I take breaks, which is like when I'm on vacation or when I take my Christmas break and then I have the energy to read and I love it. And then like works out again, I kind of drop off. But like for you, you know, like after a long day of rehearsal or like ballet or whatever, like do you, are you able to read? And do you enjoy it? <laughs> no. No? Okay, I'm not the only one. Okay. <laughs> no way man I'm like so bad I'm the same I love reading like it was a passion when I was growing up like loved reading loved it I mean that's why I liked writing um same go same yeah I feel you it's like I'm too freaking tired at the end of the day like my brain needs to shut off I instead of having to use my imagination which I've been doing all day dancing right I've been doing that all day I don't want to use my imagination anymore. I just want to be fed some media at the end of the day. No, we, we just, we just so want to watch Survivor, want right? <laughs> we just watch Survivor. Yeah, or Survivor. Which I know I, like, really have to get on because everyone's saying it's such a good season. But, yeah, like, no. I only am reading when I, like, know that either I feel very, like, chill in what we're doing at the moment. Mm. And I don't really have to use my brain. Yeah. Or when I'm on a break or, like, now where I'm freaking quarantined. So And then you just remind yourself, like... For me. I love reading, right? And then, like, I'm going to do yeah, it more. Yeah. And, and then when it's not, exactly. when it's not, you're like, no, I'm too tired. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm always like, I love reading. I need to do this more. It's like, yeah, of course, but I don't have the mental capacity most of the time. <laughs> okay, good. It's That's not just growing me. up. Yeah. No, it's not just you. That's just being an adult, honestly. <laughs> um, all right. So it's my turn now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> to ask you some questions? Okay. All right, uh, my next question is, how is it that the Bolshoi got you to make memes out of their videos and use it for their marketing? Oh, okay. Like, that's so freaking cool. 
It's my my favorite thing is getting like Boshar and Dosmis. Okay, it's not like the Boshar Theatre It's direct- awesome. It's not the Boshar Theatre directly. It's like this um right. um I think they're related to the you know the the they're like the promotional company that's all there's always like Boshar Live cinema screenings. Uh-huh. And so like their marketing lady was like a friend of a friend. And so um um, they kind of heard about me and then they kind of reached out and like, do you want to do some like stuff to help like promote like the Bolshoi in cinema screenings? And then I was like, you can use whatever footage. I'm like, I was like, yeah, was like, yeah. sure. And then at first they were like, yeah, you know, just use the promo footage that we have. And I'm like, no, I mean, I got the full ballet. I'll just use footage from like the ballet and it will be good. And they're like, yeah, we like what you're doing. And I'm like, yay. Yeah, because it was excellent. That's fun. I mean, that's crazy to me, though, to think that it's not even, like, the Bolshoi Theater's marketing team. It's, like, a marketing team that markets them. Yeah. Like, That's many side of their own theater. Because, like, the Bolshoi Theater's, like, I think they're more focused in, like, Moscow and, like, Russia. And so, like, this, like, live right. screening, th- screening thing is, like, outside of Russia. And so I know they have, like, a U.S. Right. team, which is the one I, which is the one that, like, contacts me if they ever want me to, like, do stuff for them. And then, like, there's, like, an, I think there's another promo company that does, like, the rest other parts of the world or something. It's, like, a whole thing. Honestly, I really feel like, are there any other companies that are like that? I mean, that's crazy to me. Um, they're, like... As a dancer, also, that would be weird. I think they're not, like, a specific... It's not just, like, this cinema screen they promote. They do, like, other... I think it's, like, part of, like, a... I'm gonna get it wrong because I'm just drawing a blank now, but it's definitely, like, something with the app marketing is not just for full show, it's like for other, you know, arts related okay. screenings and like things like that. Right, right, right. right. right yeah. Oh, okay. But wow, I mean, that's pretty cool though, that you were able to like get the permission and the go ahead to do something like that. Because it's exactly what you were saying before. Out of all the ballet companies, I just feel like Bolshoi is the most like this is the correct way and we are very serious ballet company. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't really seem like the kind of place that would be like, yeah, make a meme out of us. <laughs> what? I mean, it's kind of interesting because like, um, it's kind of nice that like most companies are pretty cool with me doing it. Um, well, not like officially mm. cool, but like they don't mind even if they're aware. <laughs> not official. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, it's just like, it's kind of a nice way to, you know, get people like laughing about ballet and also... I kind of like it because um, it also gets people, like, interested in the ballet itself. Yeah. So for me, it's, exactly. it's kind of, it's kind of like, a nice thing to do. They, they do take more effort than people realize, but, yeah, when I get a nice one, I'm, like, uh, proud yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they definitely do um, now that I'm... Well, I mean, I knew it before because I used my brain, but um, <laughs> also uh, trying... I use my brain. I, like, realize that that must be difficult. But then also I've been trying to do more, like, editing stuff and using all this equipment. And I'm like, dang, like, that must be such an effort. I think the hardest part um, is just, like, coming up with the idea. Like, when it comes and it's good, you're like, right. it's there. But sometimes, like, you have, Brilliant. To, you have to, like, you know, look at, keep looking at footage and just, like, watching ballets and stuff. And it's hard to find time to do that also because, you know, I don't, I can't, my job is not me sitting in front of, like, my computer, like, watching not non-stop ballets, you know? So people are like, can you make more? I'm of like, course. I'm like, I, I, I would like to, but I don't have the energy to do that and I don't have the time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but I think just, it's good. It, like, helps connect different audiences to ballet a bit, you know? Like, it reaches another 
group of people, I think, as well. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of nice. Also, like, I think what I like to do on, like, the same Instagram, it's kind of nice to, to have something that makes people smile. You know what I mean? That's kind of mm. what I try to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely make people smile. It's really appreciated. Thanks, friend. Um, okay, so my next question is, like, I kind of was hoping maybe you could tell us like tell the audience, really our listeners, a little bit about Singapore because it's a small country, and but it's very interesting because it's kind of like a melting pot. And I feel like whenever you've talked to me like about the languages and like when you grow up, how many different things you can learn in school and like it's all a lot. And I feel like it's kind of good to know your background a little bit. Oh, it's kind of weird hearing your perspective on that because sometimes I'm like, the other schools do a cooler things than what we do in Singapore. So it's like... Um, no, I don't think so. I don't know. It's like, yeah, we're a really small country, but we've got like quite a few people. It's like a Chinese-majority country, but we've also got like Chinese, Malays, Indians, um, Eurasians, and like a few other things in between. I think one of the strongest things about our country is that, you know... We are um, generally, as like all the races, we get along quite well. Um, I mean, there's definitely like issues, you know, with in that sense, I'm quite lucky that I'm in the, you know, you still get the privilege of being I'm in, the, in the majority race, like I am, with, like being right. Chinese. Um, and that was like when I went to Australia and I was like in the minority, that's something that I was, I became more aware of. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, even though, you know, we still have, you know, certain issues with like, you know, majorities feeling more privileged versus minorities, like, one of the strongest things is that we do kind of get along really well, um, like, different races, and, like, we kind of have our own spaces, but we are also able to, like, come together um, and just kind of, like, um, you know, yeah, come together as, like, Singaporeans, I guess. Um, the food here is amazing. Um, mm, mm-hmm. We've got, like, fancy... And the coffee. And the coffee. Uh, it's different from, like... European coffee or, or like Australian coffee but it's you know really good food's really good you can get like a really good meal for like three dollars or you can get like a really fancy one for like a hundred dollars um I think like the food is the one thing that Singaporeans are really obsessed with at lunchtime people are talking about dinner you know then you're talking about heart. breakfast the next day you know people will oh, queue yeah. people will queue for food there's like a whole culture where people make lists of like what is the best like one of our like well-known dishes is chicken rice and people will argue about their chicken rice or like any dish in Singapore where you're like um like we have this like coconut soup spicy noodle dish called laksa and then like if you talk about this I still haven't tried it did I send you the mix for it you sent me the mix for both of them and let me tell you that chicken rice was so good but I don't really like have seafood to try the other one Uh, so I've been waiting um I want to get the fresh stuff (laughs) But yeah, like if you tell people like, I like like chicken rice from this place or laksa from this place or like, you know, chakutia, which is like noodles from this place, people will be like, that's okay, but the other one's better. So like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. we're really passionate about our food in Singapore. Um, we don't, yeah. we are like, I think the thing about us that um, maybe it's like not so good is that we're not necessarily very creative people because there's a lot of emphasis on like math and science here and like the... I think especially having a Chinese majority population, that idea of like working really hard and like making a lot of money, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, and I think that can stifle creativity. I think like right. the generation below me is kind of getting better at that. But like my generation, it was definitely like, you know, become an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor, just like 
money occupations, you know, financially stable occupations. And I think that kind of stifles, yeah, our creativity as like a country. Like I feel like we could be more innovative, but like I think overall we're like a really nice place to live and Singaporeans are really friendly and we're kind of like quirky in our own way. And it's like a really nice place to visit. That's why I think. I definitely like visiting it. Also we I only have definitely enjoy Singapore. Also we don't have the four seasons so it's always sunny. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true too. Yeah. That is true. You do not you do not get those seasons. Yep. So is it always that humid? Yes. We are 100% humidity oh all the time. No, it's more humid during once. Okay, so it's not always sunny. At the end of the year, it's a monsoon season, and that mm-hmm. gets even more humid. Oh, damn. When I was there, I don't know, maybe it was like June or like May. Oh, that was that was hot season. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was like dying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I mean, one of the things about Singapore is that it's not that fun to like walk around the country because no. you just end up sweating God, so no. much. Yeah. No, but that's why yeah. I like the night zoo at night because I walked around, but it was nighttime. It was very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but you were not dying. Uh, then, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> um, so my next question then is, um, as we're both introverts, uh-huh. I just wanted to ask you, like, are you happy with your level of introversion? Like, do you think you could be less introverted, or like, are you like I'm in a place where I'm very comfortable with like my level of introversion? I think I'm very comfortable with my level of introversion because I am capable of like faking it pretty well now um Mm. uh, like in social situations and I actually am capable of fooling people into believing that I am not an introvert when in fact I'm very much an introvert same very very much so (laughs) um but like honestly I'm not really scared that these people will hear this podcast so I'm just gonna go ahead and and say it um There was a time not so long ago where I was in a group setting of, like, I don't know, 12 people or something. And it was sort of Mm -hmm. like a dinner kind of situation. I had not been to one of those in a very long time. And it was nothing to do with, like, who it was or anything, you know, because, of course, I know these people very well. It's fine. But for me, it was, like, just so many hours. And as an introvert, I just... I was so exhausted. I was exhausted the next day. Like, I was still tired the next day. And I, like, Mm -hmm. couldn't interact with people. I just, like, had my headphones on. I was like, everyone leave me alone. No one talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad. So that was, like, my limit. But um, I'm able to, like, make some social commitments and get outside my house. But, like, right now, look at us. Like, we're thriving. Like, oh, bless you. (laughs) Um, Like, considering, considering, uh this current situation like we can't really do anything or meet people like i'm doing all right so i'm right. surviving it's a f- survival mode skill yeah you know it's kind of the same way about that i mean like the stuff about this it, like makes me anxious yeah. but it's not the bit where i'm like but it's not the bit where i need to go and socialize about. right exactly that's not the bit that's yeah yeah so one good thing <laughs> um and then the other thing i want to know is um, how did you get interested in Chinese culture? And I ask this because um, what I like when I talk to you about Chinese culture is that like you come from it from a like a really respectful place. A lot of times when you talk to Caucasian people, they tend to like almost well not a lot of times, but like it can be uncomfortable because without realizing it, a lot of Caucasians tend to like fetishize or ex- or like 
like Chinese uh-huh. culture or like make it seem really exotic right. and it kind of makes me like a bit uncomfortable yeah. but like when I talk to you about it it's kind of it's it's not like that it's you know I'm like happy that you are like interested and you're learning about it <laughs> and stuff like that so that's kind of why I wanted to ask you well I think it's a little unfair because like it's gonna be my family so if you think about it like that I have an advantage that like I'm coming at it from a different perspective maybe from a lot of people um wait uh I guess we have to just say here that she's engaged to a Chinese oh yeah sorry I like didn't really think about explaining that further yeah I'm engaged like yeah I'm engaged we're getting married next summer so um his mom and dad will like hopefully as long as this virus is not like still a problem hopefully they will be flying to america for the first time ever which is cool and they'll meet my parents um but yeah i think well i've always kind of had in a slight interest in chinese culture like very slight growing up just because without knowing it we actually had a very um like fairly authentic restaurant really close to where i lived um and that's very right. rare in the U.S. Usually they're, like, super crap and, like, um, it's so westernized. It's, like, not Chinese food. Um, but the place we went to was actually really good. And I used to go there every Saturday with my grandmother. And so it was just, like, a really, like, happy memory of, like, eating the food. And I'm a big foodie person. So then, right. I don't know. I had, like, a slight level of interest just from this. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So I kind of, yeah, I had that kind of growing up. So then <laughs> uh, Jin's parents like to joke that they're a bit lucky because I always liked Chinese food I guess um but yeah then we went there actually like when we first started dating we went to China for three weeks and we'd only been together for like I don't know two months or something and we'd been friends longer oh were you guys were you guys yeah before we went to Singapore so we were in China for three weeks and then we went to Singapore for a week uh, and that's when I met you. Oh, right. You guys did Swan Lake, right? Yeah, we were doing Swan Lake in Copalia. Swan Lake, yeah. 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 Um, so, like, that was my first time going. And I think I had such a freaking good experience because my boyfriend was Chinese, right? So, like, he took me to all the good places. We ate all the good food. I saw him, like, getting to be his best self in his own language and, like, in his own country. And that was just really nice because at the time... Like, his English was not as good as it is now, obviously. Like, he'd only been in England for, like, a year and a half or something. Um, And he did not take his English classes very seriously in university. So, (laughs) um, yeah. But, so then I think, like, I just had such a good experience. I don't know if that kind of answers the question, but I think I just kept having, like, very positive experiences. And then, like, it grew my curiosity and I started trying to learn Mandarin and everything so I could talk to his parents and I don't know do you think that that covers it a little I think so um I think it's interesting because I I just kind of assumed that you started getting interested in like Chinese culture because of Jin but I just wasn't sure if that was like whether there was more to it or not I mean I think that that's mostly the case but I think I just also already was pretty open to it from a food angle, because I love right. food. <laughs> I think that, that that is the most important It's angle. a way to my heart, so. <laughs> okay, my next question is kind of silly, but, like, I'm also very curious. Do you just, like, really, really love pink? Or is that, like, just a C&B <laughs> thing? Um, because... 
obviously like you made this This little thing right yeah yeah. i mean obviously you have like an aesthetic but i'm just wondering if that's like natural or if you felt like it's kind of ballet but make it cool or um i think i kind of like pink but not in a super girly way yeah i think pink is just a really i don't know it like it's almost like a very versatile color Because you can put it in anywhere and it kind of looks pretty and nice, but then it can also you can also use it in ways where it's like not super girly, mm-hmm. um, but it's still feminine. Even though like now you look at fashion, like a lot of guys are wearing pink too. Mm. So you know, I think it's just a very like versatile, nice color to use. And yeah, like I do wear pink. I mean, but yeah, I don't think like I do it in a super girly way. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, I kind of like pink. Um, yeah, I like pink. Not as much as maybe, maybe not as much as people think, but I think it's pretty <laughs> Maybe not as much as And from a design standpoint. Yeah, but like, as a, I think it's pretty color. And from like a design standpoint, it's like a really good color to use. Yeah. For like things. So. Did you actually come up with that like in the beginning, like when you started the brand? Because I know you said. Um, if you see like this. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, if you see like the CMV logo, that was like from when I started, it was like a brighter kind of coral pink mm. so it was like more reddish coral and then i think it now it's gotten a bit soft to like pink i'm still trying to figure out like the perfect cnb shade of pink so Don't my see. shade of pink changes from time to time <laughs> and i know that i should like just pick one and go with it but it's like just like as a design standpoint it's like you just pick a pink and go with it but i'm like that shade's pretty and that shade's pretty so there's so many variants of like pink cmb i feel you i mean i think that like companies they change their stuff all the time though like the history of i don't know i feel like in facebook and like all the brands that's true like people change their stuff all the time so if you want to continue perfecting your pink i think that that's perfectly fine I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've also, like, been wondering that question. Okay, uh, so then my next question, the second to last question, is what is your favorite gymnastics move you can do or were learning before Corona closed down the gyms? Oh, okay. My favorite gymnastics moves. Okay, this is actually tough. Can I have two? Because, like, I have my favorite gymnastics move to do, mm-hmm. and then the favorite, and then I have another favorite that I like just because I really wanted to get it. Uh, yeah, I give you permission. So, so my favorite gymnastics move to do is not actually one move. It's like my bar routine, oh. which is like because I find bars to be not scary because I'm always holding onto something, mm. but at the same time, it's really challenging and requires a lot of strength and timing and stamina. So it's like one. It's like the thing I probably work the hardest at. So when I can, like, and doing a full bar routine, even though my routine is, like, what, 20 seconds long, and it's, like, not super impressive, it's really hard. So when I do it, especially for my age, because I'm not, like, a seven-year-old child, <laughs> and I only started learning this as an adult, yeah. so when I actually when I can do it, I, like, feel really proud of myself. I um, so, like, my whole bar routine, it's got, like, a lot of um, this move kips in them it's got a lot of kips in them which i don't know how to explain but it's kind of like doing a pull-up while your body is moving in the air Mm. and it just requires like a lot of timing and like almost every single muscle in your body so um wow yeah Yeah, i would fall so when i can do them so so when I, i i like i'm very proud of that routine and then um my favorite skill to learn is the one that i'm trying to get which is, oh, I have two, now I have to pick one. <laughs> okay, I'll go with, like, the... 
I'll go with my round of bad hand spray because like mm. I keep getting it and I keep losing it because I'm actually terrified of going backwards in gymnastics. Mm. Like I can do forward tumbling maybe more easier than back because like the forward is like I can see what's in front of me and like once I chuck myself in the air, even though you can't see your landing, I'm like, I can't do anything about the fact that I can't see my landing, I've already committed to the skill. Right. Whereas when I'm going backwards, it's that initial commit of going backwards that's really scary. I understand that. Like from my very limited yeah. experience of gymnastics, like literally like tumbling, like when yeah. we did little rolls on the floor, like that's all I did, okay? Yeah. And I walked across the balance beam. That was my level of gymnastics. I can like, yeah, thank you. I know. Really I'm applauding. Good. I'm applauding you. Um, I can. Im- oh, honey, you're a star. <laughs> oh, honey, you're gonna make it to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna make it to the Olympics. I'm definitely disqualified, like by age alone. But um, I'll, I'll give you a ten for walking balance beam. Oh, thank you, because I'm a senior citizen for the Olympics. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I can really imagine that, like, going backwards and, like, throwing your whole body weight. That must be so scary. Like, I can't even do a cartwheel properly. Also, like, I can't even... Oh, really? No, I'm, like, terrible at cartwheels. I used to be able to do them when I was, like, five foot one, but, like, that was seven inches oh, This is stupid, but I kind of assumed that every American knew how to do a cartwheel, because, like, it just seemed like a very American thing right. to do through the cartwheels and... Back, yeah. No, I know, but like, no. I only learned when I started gymnastics. The first thing I had to learn was cartwheel. So, but like, yeah. I just kind of assumed that every American knew how to do. No, it. No, I I did when I was that small. Like when I did it when I was ten or whatever, I knew how to do a cartwheel. But like, I've grown a lot since then, and I haven't tried, and I'm really scared. <laughs> and like, actually, I'm really, I'm really terrified of it being in choreography because it is in some choreography. It's in Alice in Wonderland. Right. Kristen, Christopher Wielden, the queen does it. So I always get like really nervous when other people do it in the ballet. Um, And then also uh, Agena, she does it. I mean, she kind of does it with the partner, but like in Spartacus, they do it. Right. So scary. So scary. (laughs) I'd rather do anything other than a cartwheel. (laughs) Cartwheel. (laughs) So you amaze me. (laughs) Oh, thanks. I mean, like I'm like, I have friends who are like, there's a lady who's like 10 years older than me and she's like just, she's got so much fast twitch so she can tumble so well. And she's like, just go for it with like back tumbling, she's really good. She's like, just go for it. I'm like, yeah, it's the initial part of knowing I'm throwing myself backwards and something bad can happen that terrifies me. Like, at least when I'm going forward, I can see where I'm going. I think that that's very human of you. Yeah. That's just survival. So like when I, when I get, when I get it, I get it and then I lose it and I get it. So when I get it, I'm like super proud because I'm like, yeah. Mm, but yeah, it must be frustrating, right? Like. Yeah, it is. It is. But like... But it feels good when you get it again. <laughs> they are like, yeah. And every time I get it, it gets a little bit better. Mm. So yeah. Nice. I have two that I want to ask you, but I'm going to have to pick one. Okay. So um, I guess my last question to you is, um, would you like to be famous? And if so, like, what kind of fame would it be? Um, you know, because there's like different kinds of fame. Right. Uh, I've, like, never in my entire life really cared much about, like, typical Mm. fame. I don't know. I guess if you mean, like, that some people would know who I am, like, in a local audience and, like, some people on the internet know who I am and... I guess it's kind of, like, I was thinking more, like, do you want to be famous? Like, do you want to be known for, like, as a person or do you want to be somebody who's, like, well-known for their ballet or do you want to be you know famous because 
you know, you, I don't know, like, started, like, a business or, like, you know, there's different kinds of fame. And, or, or do you just, like, not want to be famous and are just, like, completely happy if you were just, like, anonymous? I mean, to be honest, like, in another another profession, I would be perfectly fine to be anonymous. Like, I wouldn't really care. Right. I've never really cared about that at all. I think some people, maybe right. that is a factor in their life. For me, it's just because of, like, the profession I've chosen. And then, like, with that, there's social media. So I guess, like... I would like to be somewhat well-known in my profession. And then, you know, I would like to maybe, maybe not like the word famous, but like remembered as something good Mm -mm. would be nice as a person. Um, Like my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, she had made this book donation like people could give their books and then they would be given to schools for kids who yeah didn't really have them um and that was kind of like a lasting legacy for her and that's just so beautiful like it was really nice to hear about this and like have her life kind of remembered like that was really nice and I just think even if it's not something very specific like that but just to have some sort of lasting legacy that's a positive thing in the world would be good right i can hope i can hope to attain that well you have made a positive influence in my life oh thank you <laughs> at least one, one person <laughs> yeah. well, that's honestly like that's all i really care about i'm not like so much about somebody who really um cares about fame but i guess just with the job comes a little bit of caring i suppose Mm-mm. Yeah, so that's my answer. Um, okay, so my final question maybe isn't, like, going to be synopsized in, like, one sentence, but I just wanted to hear a little bit about, like, your experiences going abroad and, like, you've fin- you've visited people, like, your friends, but also sometimes, like, for business. You've met a lot of people. I'm just kind of wondering if there's, like some special moments you want to bring up or um i think i think the, the and i guess this is one of like the best parts of like my job honestly mm. is the fact that i get to meet a lot of people even if we connect like you know we connected online and then we get to meet them in person it's like really really nice and really special mm-hmm. um and honestly um you know i'm an introvert and i'm somebody who likes routine a lot now yeah. so if I didn't, like, meet any of you guys, I would not travel, if that makes sense, because I just get so anxious when I'm out of my routine. Right. But then, like, I just want to, like, go and, you know, meet, like, meet my friends and, like, see what they're doing and, like, experience different cultures and, you know, tra- and see all that stuff. So, honestly, like, you guys, I say you guys as if I'm talking to a group of people, <laughs> not just you, but I think you know what I mean, because yeah. we have, like, mutual right. friends. Yeah. Um, so like going, honestly, like every time, anytime I get to go and just like hang out with, you know, my friends who I don't get to see very often because I live on a very tiny island and get to watch you guys like perform is really, really special to me because, um, I don't know, I just feel like really proud of watching my friends perform. That's sweet. Um, because you guys work so hard and so it makes me really happy to watch and then, you know, there's that little moment, like if I'm like watching something from the wings or like watching a rehearsal and I'm like, this is really cool. 
you know. I mean, it's normal to you guys, but for me, it's still, it's not something I get to experience every day. Right. So it's, it's really cool to, like, do that and to just, like, watch people who you, like, care about just doing really well at their jobs. I think, for me, that's super special. Yeah. And um, my one, <laughs> I'm not sure I should put this up there on the internet story, is <laughs> there was one time I got to watch um, Lauren Cutperson, um, um managed, invited me to watch a performance of Giselle. Mm. Um, when I was in Tokyo, and then I got to go backstage, and Federico Bonelli was backstage, oh. um, and I took out my phone, and I took a picture of his butt while standing at a very safe distance away from him, so I was not a stalker, but I just had to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was going to be a different story, and I started laughing, but this one's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, could, I couldn't help it, I was just like... You were not the first person. He's so pretty... <laughs> He's, and it's Giselle, so he's wearing white tights, so I was like, oh, just take out my phone just quickly and I just like, put it away. <laughs> don't give, don't file a restraining order against me, Federico, but like, it was a good one. <laughs> Do not regret anything. Um, Do not at but all. I think that that's, but, yeah. but I think it's great though that like, that's kind of why I brought it up, because I know that like, for you, um, it's like a special thing to get to see all that stuff in person and also like break your own routine and like get out of your comfort zone like that. And it's nice that you do that because there's a lot of people who wouldn't really have, I don't know, who are like maybe too scared to go out of their comfort zone and experience new things. So it's really nice that you're, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I think I'm the kind of person. And I think this is a game when we're talking about like how your, your, you know, your qualities can be, your best and your worst thing right. at the same time. Well, I think I'm the kind of person where if I know I'm afraid of doing something, I have to do hmm, it. That's very good. Which can be very bad because I make life harder for myself. <laughs> oh, but true. it can also be a good thing. But I guess it can also be a good thing because it means that I just don't want to, like, I guess not try and, I guess, improve. And I think I think you can relate. To, I think that's something you can relate to. Right? Yeah. I mean, mm. in a certain way, yeah. I, I think that... Honestly, like, that's... No. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I mean, I was just thinking, it's kind of like why I do gymnastics. Like, I'm terrified of throwing myself backwards. And I'm like, no, I must learn this skill because it's scary. But that's why I have to do it. That's so funny. Yeah, that's really true. That makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I guess in some ways ballet is like that too. But I guess as a person, maybe it does make you uncomfortable. But I feel like that's also probably like a number one point made in like a self-help book like do what you're afraid of you know yeah so but like at a reasonable pace because if you push yourself too much no breakdowns like it's yeah but yeah it's good like um you know uh, i haven't been to china before Mm. and i'm gonna go to china because um you invited me to go attend your wedding so like see i mean that's what i mean like it's just like having friends that kind of incentivizes me to like go out and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like, I, like, I like getting to hang out with you guys. We like seeing you too. I don't always get to go to Singapore either, so, you know, I just like went the one time. I know, I keep telling people to come and, no, I keep telling people to come and tour here and it's like, so if you can't, I'll just like go to you. So like whenever EMB like tours to Hong Kong, I'm like, you guys let me know because I'm just going to go down. It's so much cheaper to go to London. Yeah, I mean, at least it's a little bit closer, like when you went to Japan as well, when we were there in Tokyo. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, at least it's like slightly less far journey um 
But, you know, if anybody <laughs> wants to take Barisha Stotts Ballet to Singapore, that would be great. Would thanks you. That would be amazing. Yes. And I would get all... Th- I, I would happily do all the content and the promotion for it. She's really good, so... Yes, I will do the things if it means that you guys come down here. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. We, we're <laughs> supposed to... Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but we're allowed to... We were supposed to go somewhere in, like, September or October, but, like, I don't really think that's happening now, so... <laughs> oh god no yeah i mean like i mean that's the thing i miss about um you know i was hoping to like travel to europe at the end of right this year and like try to figure out maybe how to see you or like right. see some of our other friends in like london or copenhagen or something but yeah. you know. nine nine yes yeah. but hopefully we'll see each other again soon if not right. i think that's the nice thing about doing this podcast is that like we're talking a lot more now yeah, it's because true. of it, which is like a good <laughs> we thing. We have so much time we get to it's like a very like decided like every Thursday we're talking at least. Yeah, because if not like if not we just like text each other like memes or something. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. Maybe I should just start a podcast with every one of my friends and then we have an excuse to talk to each other. Um, <laughs> but also like I hope that the people listening to this feel a little bit closer to us too, like they're our friends now, too. They know more about us. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Otherwise, why do you want to We all know to about us? my shame. Sorry. <laughs> I said, well, I hope that the, the story about my shameful Federico butt story made it worth it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't put that out publicly. Yeah, if they haven't already, like, stopped listening because of our bad pizza choices. Um, if they made it that far... <laughs> That's great. Hey, we have no shame. Yeah. We have no, no shame. Thank you guys for actually um, listening to the whole thing, if you're already here. <laughs> yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun um, chatting, getting to learn more about each other, and we hope you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah. And if you want, you can, like, go back and answer the questions yourself and just, like, meet yeah, us. Yeah, we'd love to know as well. <laughs> yeah, and you can, like, write it to us like, below. I... Somewhere. Where, yeah, where, can, where, can you, where can we write that? On, like, Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram and Instagram, yeah. We should post the questions that we did. We should just put up. We put them. That's on Instagram a good idea. Okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that, you guys. Yeah, you guys have to let us know. Um, and um, this is like the last episode in our first series yeah. of Absolutes, isn't it? So we hope you really hope you guys enjoy listening, and we definitely want to come back and do a second series. So, yeah. um, if you guys want that too, please let us know. Please. Um. We're probably going to do it anyway. But... <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do it regardless yeah. <laughs> of if anybody asks, but it would be nicer if you guys do want us back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just anything you want us to, like, talk about or anything, just please us. Yeah, know. we've already got some interesting, like, ballet content for you guys. Um, and also non-ballet content sort of ideas going around, but it would be good to get some suggestions as well of what you want to hear, so... Keep safe. So we hope you enjoyed listening and we'll be back. We will be back. More blessed ones. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, whether you want <laughs> we us back we or hope not. You like <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you, guys. And Bye. Bye. Oh, sorry, you're going to say end something. No, no, no. <laughs> I just cut you no, off. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Thanks. Bye.